Hey, hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. Today, we're going to talk about the hardships of starting a fund and how that relates with how Rocky One was written. It should be a fun episode. See you in a sec. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, welcome back. Um, Man, it's an exciting time of life right now. It's always fun starting a business. And I know a lot of you guys listening are starting, you either are running a business or running a fund as well. Um, we're wanting to get into that. And it is quite a game. It has its up and downs just like anything else. Um, but today I want to talk a little bit about the story of actually how Rocky One got written or wrote, written, is that how you say it? <laughs> how, that, how that came to be and um, kind of how that relates to the fund world. So Rocky One, the, the original writer of Rocky, he actually lived the North Northeast um, and was originally an actor. And so he would go and he was telling, telling the stories that I've been in auditioned at all the studios in New York about 1500 times. Somebody asked him, there aren't 1500 studios. He goes, I know I've been to each one five, six, seven, eight times. They kept kicking me out because I was no good. I was bad. I was too ugly to this, to that. And they, they threw me out in the streets, but he just said, he, I, I couldn't give up on this dream of becoming a famous actor. And he said he'd come home and is in uh, in New York, cold winters, and him and his wife would just fight viciously. And she was so obviously fed up with him going after his dream of becoming a famous actor and they couldn't pay pills. Um, they didn't have enough heat in their apartment. And anyway, she ended up leaving, leaving him. Um, and uh, he hit uh, just a low point in his life where he um, well, he would go to the, the public library just to warm up because he didn't have heat in his apartment. And one night he goes to a bar and he watches Muhammad Ali fight. And I can't remember the guy's name. I think his last name is Chuck. Um, they fight and they call it one of the greatest fights of all time. And Muhammad Ali gets beat by this underdog and he watches this fight and is just on fire after. And he goes home for the next 17 hours straight. He wrote Rocky one, the script. And he just, he feels like he's carrying gold. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is the best script to ever, ever touch the earth. And he, and he's broke at this point, um, has no money, no money for heating on his last day. I think he said he had $105 left in his, in his pocket. And he goes back to the same people that were, uh, that he was auditioning for. And they, they try to kick him out. He goes, no, no, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually written an amazing movie. You guys should look at it. And they take a look at it and they actually really like it. A few producers and they say, Hey, we love this script. Um, we're going to buy it from you for $105,000. I mean, could you imagine that? And this is a quite a few years ago, right? Um, it's a lot more now $105,000. And he goes, wow, that's amazing. He says, great. I'd love to do that. But for one thing, one thing I'm going to, I want to star Rocky. And they kind of laugh and they say, no, you're not starring Rocky. You're, you're a writer. This is obviously a great. And he goes, no, I'm actually an actor and I've auditioned here before. And I actually want to star Rocky. They say, no, we're going to hire a professional. And, and he fights on this. He says, no, I'm going to be, I, and he had his, his dream of being a famous actor. 
and he was not going to give up on it, even for $105,000. So they go back, they come back a few weeks later, they say, okay, $225,000. We were going to, we're, we're up our price if you do not star in Rocky. So they're going to give him an, an extra hundred and about $20,000 extra to not star in the movie. He says, no, they come back. They offer him $365,000 to not play Rocky. He says, no. And during this time, and I mean, imagine having that offer on the table and he goes home at night. He's barely eating, has no heat in his apartment, barely surviving. He said it got to the so low he had his, his best friend that has stayed with him his whole life was his dog. And he got hit a point. He had, he had no money left and he said he had to sell the dog and he went out to a liquor store and they, um, he, he auctioned his dog off. Essentially he, as people were walking in out of the liquor store, he, uh, sold his dog and he tried to get $200 for the dog. The guy talked him down. He sold his dog for $50 and he said, it was one of the lowest moments of his entire life. And uh, he sold his best friend for $50. And um, But he just needed the money so bad. But he, he couldn't give up on his dream. He said, if I give up on this chance to star in this movie, um, I'll give up on myself the rest of my life. Even for, you can't write a, a big enough check to give up, let me give up on this dream. So anyways, they, they're in debate for another month on this movie. And finally... They, they, the producer still like the, the idea, but they say, all right, we're going to give it to you. Um, they dropped the price to, I think it was 65, $70,000. All right, we'll give you 75. You're, you'll star in it. We're going to give you a million dollar budget. It's one of the lowest budget movies of all time to star in Rocky. And he goes on, if you guys have heard this story, this is the story of Sylvester Stallone. So Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky and he stars in Rocky. And, um, as you guys know, Rocky took off like crazy. I think to this date, it has made about $700 million that movie has profited. And then the whole franchise and then Sylvester Stone's gone on to star in, um, dozens of movies and is a super famous actor, but that's how he started late in life. I mean, he did not have any credentials to be a famous actor, kind of old, kind of has a, if you look at him, he has a kind of an ugly face. I mean, he's not that put together of a guy and he, he, he could not give up on his dream. And people asked him, they said, Rocky, so what did you do right after you got the money? You got paid, I think it was $65,000, $70,000 for the movie. What did you do? He said, the first thing I did is I went back to the liquor store where I sold my dog. And I, I hoped that the guy that I'd sold the dog to frequented the store and I could catch him and buy the dog back. And uh, sure enough, he waited three days, all day, every day outside the liquor store. And on the third day, Man walks up and he recognizes him. He says, hey, I'm the guy. I know I, a few weeks back, I sold you my dog for 50 bucks. He said, I, that's my, my, that dog was my best friend. I, I cried bitterly that day. Um, can I buy the dog back for you? I'll offer you $100 for him. You can make 50 bucks on it. And the guy says, no way. Dog's mine. You sold me the dog. The dog's mine. He goes, sir, you don't understand. This dog is my best friend. I'll offer you $200 for the dog. He says, no way. Get lost. This is my dog. You can't do that. He goes, 500. He says, no. 1,000. He says, I'll pay you $1,000 right now cash for the dog. He says, no way. <laughs> he talks him up. He ends up buying the dog back for $15,000. <laughs> and he bought him. And the you know in the, the movie Rocky, Butt Kiss, the dog? That's the dog. That's Rocky's real dog. Sylvester Stallone's real dog that he sold at the liquor store. He bought it back and the dog was in the movie, Rocky. 
Um, all a true story. And I tell you this story, first off, because it's an amazing story. I love Sylvester Stallone. I love, once I heard this story, I said, I love him even more um, just for the grit that he put into this. Um, but what an example of pushing through on your dreams. And they later asked him, he said, why didn't you just take a job? You're, you know, why didn't you just give, give up on the stream? He says, I, or, you know, take a job and then audition on the weekends. He says the, he, he knew the moment he took a job, that dream would die. The moment he let himself out of that rut and put himself in a regular job or a regular income, he said, I would give up on my dream and I couldn't do that to myself. So that's why I stuck, I stuck with it. And obviously it, it paid off for him. And I want to share that with you because running a fund, running a business in general will have its ups and downs, ups and downs especially running a fund. Um, funds are, it's a hard business to run. This isn't running like a ice cream shop shop or a food truck or something. At least to me, that sounds a little more simple than running a fund. Um, but you can do it. And if Sylvester Stallone can go on to be a famous movie star with that background and story, you guys can go out and start funds. And I've tried on this, on this podcast to share stories like that, to freaking let you know that it's possible to not give up on yourself. Don't go out there and don't listen. I get so much crap online from these analysts that work on Wall Street that are probably my about my age, mid-20s. And I always go back to them. So, so what do you do at work all day? They go, oh no, I, I trade and I I manage this desk and pour, you know, and I'm like, really? You you're actually the grunt guy underwriting. Have you ever ran a fund before? And it's just funny that the people that criticize you the most usually are beneath you in experience level. They, they are trying to tear you down off your dreams because they can't live their, their dreams themselves. Um, and as cheesy as that, that sounds, I believe it's super true. So do not give up on yourself. You can do this. You can find the money. You can find the investors. You can find the partners. I made a previous episode about it's not the how, it's the who, right? When you hit the, the problem of, oh man, how do I raise money? Maybe change that question to who can I find to raise the money? Or if it's, man, I can't find a good investment strategy, maybe change it to who can I find that has an investment strategy that you can partner with and team up with. Um, you guys can freaking do this. I hope this episode and that story gives you a little bit of umph and a little bit of power going into to December. Um, I know it does for me because there's ups and downs in entrepreneurship where, where your wife, or your spouse, or your parents or your kids are going to doubt you and say, mom, dad, why are we doing this? Why is this so hard? Why can't we go out to eat or why can't we afford the nice things you're going to say? Cause it's freaking going to be worth it one day. And I'm going to work like no one else will for five to seven years. So I can live like no one else can't for the next, the rest of my life, the next decades. Um, and that's true with entrepreneurship. So don't give up on yourself. Keep going. I love you all and see you in the next episode. Peace.